Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of Archivist's Best on Sexy, which is a geek girl podcast from the geek girl's perspective. And I am the head entress. And, well, we're in peak geek season, ladies and gentlemen. The last two weekends in July is everything comes to a head. We've all been super fucking busy doing our things. All of you have been super fucking busy doing your things. And we're all going to meet together here on the Sexy Witch tonight, and a bunch of us are going to talk about it. So, first things first, though, let's bring on my Sexy Witches. All right, my first sexy witch is in Clifton Forge, Virginia. She's a regular on the East Coast Horror Con circuit, often my partner in crime like she was this weekend at Blobfest 216. She is a horror fan and a self-professed superfan of Marvel Universe. Watch her her as a featured zombie in her new movie, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yes, the remake, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show the sexy porn witch, Erin Marie. How are you doing, sweetie? I'm doing great. How are you? Fine. You have a new intro. Did you notice? Yes, I noticed. You you added my yes. plan nine. Yes, you did. Oh, that I was lovely. Sure. I like it. Yes, yes, yes. You are on plan nine for Out of Face uh, from Out of Space. Just remake. plan nine. With- plan nine. Mm-hmm. And, sorry about that. And you are a featured zombie. You have... You have a death scene, and Eric Q. Lobo, who was at Blockfest this weekend, also has a featured role in that movie. Does he not? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes. I was, so I was we'll there during about, one of his filming days. Excellent. We're going to talk about Blockfest in just a few moments, but we have a lot to fucking talk about. And I have two more. Actually, I have already three more sexy witch is on the line, but I'm going to bring two on right now for the moment. So my other sexy witch, she's on the West Coast in Seattle, and uh, where is she? And, <laughs> and she works for Living Dead magazine. She's an inspiring filmmaker, published author. She's a horror film geek to the uh, extreme, and look for her on live action role plays. She just did one over the holiday weekend and had a blast. Look for her wolfy attitude and professional writings on her popular blogs, YouTube channels. Please welcome to the show my sexy wear witch co host, Queenie Todd. How are you doing, sweetie? Oh, Did get some LARPing in recently, and how was Oh, that? yeah, yeah. 
so over the long weekend, we did a we did an event for Alliance Seattle, and it was oh, it was crazy, but it was awesome. Like I had a blast. Um, I haven't had that much fun doing NPC stuff in a long time because I was playing on the other side for once. Because um, my husband is on plot for Seattle, so uh, yeah, I got to have a lot of fun being all these bad guys and hug a evil fluffy bear. <laughs> and other other weird things we did. Oh, it's not like you couldn't hang out with villains, could you? You you would you you would have like issues with that, wouldn't you? I'm being sarcastic because you know you rock. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm glad get some larping in. Uh, so you know, and you know, of course, Halloween is staring us in the face soon too. So we gotta start oh, thinking so about that now. So yes. we'll talk about that. We're getting close. We'll talk about that on later episodes, but we got to start talking about the madness because it is almost rule writing season, and that means you get to help me write the rules. We'll talk about that in Animation August, I am sure. So, uh, anyway, so I'm going to bring on the guest sexy witch tonight, which right. is a regular correspondent, but we, she's, you know, she's my regular correspondent. She's been very active this year. And we're very appreciative. She's an actress. She's a model located in upstate New York. And look for her media conventions back east and her photo shoots and social media. She'll give us a recap tonight of Slaughter in Syracuse, Underground Horror Festival, which she just attended. And she's going to give us a quick preview of Fantasia Film Festival in Montreal, the best, and I'm serious, the best genre film festival in the world. It is the best. You want to see the coolest shit that's on the pulse of America that's about to burst three? There are two genre festivals worth doing. One is Fantastic Fest in Montreal, and the other one is Fantastic Fest in Austin. Don't mix them up. They're two different festivals, but they both show great shit. So we'll have Bonnie talk about that. So please welcome to the show my sexy vampire witch of the North, Bonnie Pavoni. What's up? Hey. hey! Awesome tonight. Hey! Oh, hey. oh well, oh. Uh, uh, oh, it's a party. What's up? What's up, baby girl? Have... Okay, so here, ladies, and Bonnie, this is yours because I have a big announcement. Uh-huh. I told you I was teasing a big announcement at the top yes, of the show. Yes, she's right? been keeping okay. this for all you people listening. She's been keeping this even from us witches. This, she's just yes. no. Such an evil okay. head honchress. Bonnie, <laughs> I have someone else on the line. I think it's Aaron from the, and I can bring him on early because, of course, you know, all of us are regulars on the show and we'll be able to handle each mm-hmm. other. Or do I make the announcement first? Bring Aaron on. Bring Aaron on. Uh, we need a warlock. Well, the warlock needs to be here. But. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'll bring in my caller on the 714 area code. You're on with the sexy witches. Woo-hoo. Hello, everybody. Hey there. Hey, hello. Well, Good evening. Sure you. you're, you're Good early. evening. <laughs> What's up, sexy Good warlock? Evening. Oh, living the dream. Living the dream. One week away <laughs> from Comic Con. Oh, oh God. Can't you good. smell it? Can't you feel it? Can't you taste every, every it? Every year. Oh. In the air. Yeah, we got a <laughs> lot to fucking talk about tonight. Um, Aaron, I have a really big announcement. It actually concerns Bonnie. So we brought you on so you can hear it too. So are you ready? I have no idea what's going on here. Okay, yeah. hold on. 
Okay, <laughs> hold on to Steph. It's just a small thing, but in our world, it's awesome. I got an okay. email today from Scaracon, which is in Verona, New York, which is 36 miles from Syracuse. Do you want to go as press as a sexy witch officially? Oh, right on. I so want to so bad. I don't know what my schedule is like. So I know I'm, I'm like deflating everything. I, I want to say yes. Cinema Wasteland is the same damn weekend. But I did, but I did do Cinema Wasteland last time, and to go as press, and, and I would be so honored to go as, as, as an official sexy witch. So I'm going to have to say I'm going to have to say Maybe. I, I do. I do. I do. Yes, I Yay! yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We'll Congratulations. We'll talk about details later, but Bonnie, don't forget, if you go, Frank and Hooker panel reunion. Reunion panel. <gasps> fuck, fuck, I know. Oh, my God. I know, and I, yeah. I love that movie so, so much. And, and I forget his name. It's going to be. The lead guy in that. That was in free trash. And it's supposed to be a pretty good show. Uh, it's supposed to be yeah. small, but like kind of growing, kind of like Scares at Cares was last year. I went to ScareCon really last year. Yeah. I went last year in Verona. I, I, yeah, I went with um, Joe Stoffer, director of Pieces of Talent, and I, I helped him at his table. He needed some help. He knows that I'm down for oh. going to shows. So, well, yeah, <laughs> I was there last year. Okay, if this would give you more incentive if I came with hmm. you. Yes. Oh, I, thought the, I, thought you were gonna, I thought you meant that you were going yes. with me. That's why I'm like, I do. We uh, no, be a actually, <laughs> I haven't got a confirmation if I got one or two passes yet. I think I have Oh, two. I got gotcha. you. If, if I have one, it's yours because you live up there, and I want you to have it. Okay. Uh, but but oh, if it's two, thank you. I'm pretty sure it is two, actually. I'm going to need I a hope from so. Syracuse yeah. Airport. If you could pick me up, I'd appreciate that. You know. Oh, I think I'm going to fly. Absolutely. I'm going to fly okay. into Syracuse, I think. I don't think mm-hmm. I want to drive that far. <laughs> it's a long but way. But we, we have some time to figure. Definitely yeah, it would be way, can... way more fun to have us both in cahoots there. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, we could cover more ground that way. You, I can go, yeah, okay, I'm absolutely. going to this panel. You can go to that panel. All right, go. Seriously. So it'll be hu- Seriously. And, it'll, it'll, and this time our Hi, Bonnie, Bye, Bonnie experience will be much more deep and emotional because we know what we're doing. Hi, it'll be for a reason. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like we know why we're here. So anyway, congratulations. I can quote Dr. Early. Peter Venkman, good idea. We'll split up. We yeah. can do more damage. That's right. <laughs> That's, so that is officially four press passes. That's a sexy witch, guys, which has been awarded. Wicked. So, Woo! you know, yeah. not bad for us small teeny podcast and because of that they asked if they could have someone on the show to talk about it and I'm like well yeah <laughs> I'm like mm-hmm. no, of no I'm not going to talk to your right. guys of course I'm going to talk to your guys so I told I haven't heard back yet to get the confirmation but that would probably be our madness episode on September 20th when I dropped the rules after I dropped the rules for uh uh Chlorophobes, colophobes, um, you know, which is the scary clowns and the madness of October. Uh, I'll, I'm going to devote a half an hour to Scarecon at the end of that. So uh, it'll be a good episode for them because there'll be a lot of motherfuckers listening that day. Uh, so, you know, 
there's, there's some people that only listen to my show twice a year, and that's when I drop the theme for the madness and, and I execute the rules for the madness. That's it. It's the only time of year they listen to the show. They might listen to the show if I give them a point during the, the madness, but that's fine. I love to talk to them anyway. It's so great because they become like this morbid family you only visit every couple mm-hmm. of years, you know, which, which might be mm-hmm. good because us horror geeks sometimes small doses. Is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I I need to be taken in small doses. I can't believe that my. Well, show we're, all so we're, all, we're all so eclectic. We're all we're all so eclectic. We all have very true. different interests. <laughs> yeah, it's like a very eclectic like like special special needs. <laughs> what was we're, that? Okay. we're very used to the awkward. <laughs> we bathe in the awkward. I'm bathing in awkward right now. Pretty much. Yeah. I saw a meme the other day that said something like, I will seduce you with my awkwardness and I was like, Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually had I have had I have had men kind of seduce me with their awkwardness. Sometimes it is just so endearing if it I, I don't know. It has to be like I don't know. Like is that how come I get laid? Because I I am so awkward. <laughs> am I cute when I'm awkward? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Oh my God, Queen. Wow. Sometimes it, got... sometimes the innocence makes you want to seduce them. You know, yeah. like like for me, it makes like oh my, when I met my husband, he was so quiet and sweet, and I'm like I just wanted to. I'm like get over here, come on. I couldn't help but notice. Is that what you said, There have been a lot of times I have um, completely surprised people because they thought I was like this really sweet and innocent little thing. And then they got to know the dark and twisted soul within. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> it's like, don't well, let the fool you. I get told that I'm either all the way on or all the way off. Well, that, that'll be the funny thing about this, Bonnie. Well, if we go to ScareCon together, you could be the shenanigans yeah. correspondent. So you can like, nice. report, like you could be there reporting on all the naughty role. things that happen, and I'll be reporting yeah. on all the, the the official events. Do you get what I'm saying? That would be we awesome. Totally I like, co- the, I like we could cover shenanigans this too. bitch. Oh man, <laughs> we can do this. Right. It was it looked yeah. great last year. I didn't get to see um, very much because I really had to devote time to the table. But I think Adam Green was there last year. I don't. I didn't even honestly. I didn't look at the whole list because it just would make me sad that I can't go see them all. But um, and where the vendors were was great, you know. So and it's nice. It's right at the casino again, right in Verona. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's right on the casino there. Yeah. So, you know, there'll be some money flowing out there. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about that more down the road because we've okay. got to talk about things we've actually already done. One of the things we've yeah. already done was myself and Sexy Porn Witch Mary Marie. If you've been looking at my Facebook page at all, know that we went to Blobfest over the last week, past weekend. We spent two days there. It was a blast. It is so cute. Small little street festival. The run out was adorable. Uh, you know, it's old school horror hosting by Eric Q. Lobo. He actually said that he's moved to Pennsylvania just to be closer to Bob Best, and I believe him because he's originally from Sacramento. I had an amazing talk with Eric Q. Lobo over coffee 
on the Sunday morning as he was getting ready to go host the last set of movies. And uh, so we may, knock on wood, he's probably going to come on our Halloween episode. So I'm really excited about to have Eric Hulobo. That'll be our annual uh, at the end of the month of October. But we'll talk about that later. But Blobfest. Uh, we dressed up. Aaron did makeup and hair. I bought the dresses. We looked fabulous. Aaron, in particular, looks fabulous. And uh, you can see her Thank all you. over. She's she's all over the internet. But I think the second everywhere. night, I, I think the second night, you got the most attention. You you had the cleavage going on while I had mine covered up. <laughs> Uh, I did look pretty good the second night. I actually did. I, the hair was better the first night, but the uh, but the boobs were better the second night. I was having wardrobe malfunctions the first night. During the run out, I started spilling out of my gown, and the and the bras started to show. And so I'm using my I'm using my 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 program as a, as like a fan. I'm hot. I'm hot. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, but uh, anyway, um, so it was great time. Aaron, what do you want to talk about? besides creepy alleyways. We had some shenanigans of our own, too. Do you want to talk about our shenanigans side of it, our creepy alleyway? Don't, remember, I, certain things I can't I'd, talk about. We can't talk about the people we met, which is cool. I absolutely just got finished telling Madison that we, like, scared the three drunk guys coming down the stairs from the alley. <laughs> uh, sometimes we'd need a smoke break, so we'd go out back and have cigarettes. And we're sitting there, and it's behind the hotel and behind a restaurant, and there's these old freaky scareway that's kind of dirty and a little bit run down, and the handle rail's on the ground, and there's this big steel gate at the top. And, you know, it's one street down to another is all it is. But we heard some voices, and we freaked out the drunk people. And then this other girl comes down, and this very sad African-American girl with the beer came down, and we had a nice conversation about movies and stuff because everyone's talking movies. It's Bob Fest. And then she, like, opened up about, like, all the shit that was going down with her. But it ended up being, like, this really – like rewarding positive experience and you can only have that weird yeah we were middle pennsylvania <laughs> so we were able to pass on some wisdom and she was like oh you too you should like what did she tell us that we were going to be friends until we're like 75 80 years old like still yeah, sitting side by side saying. together and I was <laughs> like thought- uh, I was like Romy and Michelle's high school reunion I'm going to be like I'm going to marry so it was it it was like the most bizarre cool experience. The main stage is actually very nice. It's a, it's a very cool. The whole town at Phoenixville is cute. It's like totally like this 1950s town with all these cute little shops and a little bit of college-ish to it. So there's bars and things. Phoenixville Theater, the Colonial Theater, as we always mention, is amazing. It's a beautiful, beautiful old school theater. And running out of that thing and screaming my head off was a bucket list item ever since I was a little girl. Because as we know, The Blob is like my favorite, one of my favorite movies. So um, it was quite a, an experience. And, it was very um, surreal getting to sit in the theater watching the movie while the people in the movie are in the same theater that you're sitting in. I yeah, love that. It, it was really cool, and and it's also truly a homegrown event. About half the audience is from the local area. They support their movie. They love their movie. They're proud of this event. They're absolutely proud of it. Costume contest, the whole bit. It was really cute and great. So, uh, you know, if, if you guys are in the Philly area next year, you know, go see it. And the movies are cheap. wasn't even that expensive. Um, Queen of Blood was bizarre. 
I've never seen it before. It was rather bizarre, but it was entertaining. And I think I would actually like to like cosplay her hair at some point. She has like these glowy eyes, and you know, she's amazing. I think with enough aquanet, I could do that possibly. Yeah, it would be hard to do, but it's like a cyber version of like um, Gary Oldman and Dracula or something. It's got like one poof though, right? Like one solid poof. So, um, it's I like an egg photos. on top of her head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. So I, the movie I, was pretty cool? I, or just my, hair, my makeup was... It's cool. My, my makeup was actually, like, like Erin on the second day, she did my makeup more to match my dress. It was a little bit gray and green. And actually, I noticed in the pictures that I'm actually making that weird pursed, pursed smile that the Queen of Blood is doing. So it actually kind of nice. works. At first, I wasn't happy about it. I'm like, I'm not smiling in these pictures. I was like, no, wait, I'm smirking in these photos. I'm I'm in character. I didn't even know it. <laughs> so it was hysterical. Um, oh, and then so, I'm the Queen uh, of Mars. Oh, yes. Yes. Tell her about your Queen of Mars. She's, she married the Queen King of Mars. Remember remember how uh, Sai and I and Rush was talking about King of Mars last episode? Well, Erin, uh, take it away. Well, you know, in between movies, between The Blob and um, Queen of Blood, they were doing like this little floor show thing. Um, they had been doing it all weekend. They did it for the run out, and we loved it. And they had brought up kids to, like, do a screaming contest, and they had done all these little things. And um, they were doing this dating game, you know, who wants to be the Queen of Mars thing with the King of Mars that they had. It was a fantastic costume, too. I loved that costume. But... Um, you know, they were asking for volunteers in the audience, and I was like, oh, why not? I'm bored. <laughs> I'll get up and do it. So it was me and one other lady named Jackie who said that she plays the Mrs. Claus at New Hope, Pennsylvania's Santa Village that they have. Well, at the railroad. No, at the railroad. At the railroad. Is that what it is? Yeah, on the train. Okay. On the train in yeah, there's a big train. That's where she does it, which is awesome, actually. So, uh, and I think I've actually met her, believe it or not. <laughs> so You would cool. probably be able to relate what happened better than I could because I was on stage. I was just like, I was trying well, to be in all, character. I think I came the, out the pretty king, funny. You came out, the king of Mars that is, is Mars like like Mars attacks, uh, uh, Aaron, like, and you have to translate what he says. But somehow he's actually able to emote through this costume. It was absolutely brilliant. I'm watching from above at this point because I'm actually rubbing the blob uh, plaque upstairs, which is something you have to do when you visit. Um, so it looks like, well, we won't tell you what it looks like on air. It's pretty naughty looking. Uh, it looks like so, a clip. Uh, you have to rub so the theater. Yeah. Well, that's your something. job. You're the porn witch. You, you <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, so, you know, uh, the one moment that was funny uh, from above was like when uh, they asked both of them to do a blood curdling scream. And Eric, and Mr. Lobo walks up to Aaron and, and puts the mic in her face and goes, you're going to push that thing away. <laughs> and she goes, like, like wails on this huge blood curling scream. Of course, it goes all the way to the back to the booth. Like it's, you know, brilliant scream. But it was really funny. It didn't take away. Yeah, you know, I guess he would have. She would have oversaturated it. It was pretty funny. So <laughs> that was 
that was amusing. Uh, so, and, and she was wearing her uh, uh, spider uh, outfit. You can see all these photos. I'll post them on Facebook page soon. Some of them already exist on my profile. So, you'll never see me in a Jenny dress ever again. Well, maybe. I, I was not happy with my hair the second night. <laughs> But uh, but it was very funny. They asked me how I planned on serving the seven million hatchlings if I was the Queen of Mars, and I just said fried. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> That's the right answer. I mean, it really is. So, uh, so Bonnie, you also were having your own shenanigans during this whole thing. So, tell us a little bit about Slaughter and Syracuse. What you end up doing? What was the big? Thing. What is the next big film we need to be looking out for? Because it's always hmm. for the under- yeah, well, Slaughter and Syracuse. People listening and they don't know what it is. It's um, devoted to extreme underground horror. We're talking Lucifer Valentine stuff coming out from unearthed films um, recently. You know, Harvest Lake things like that. One big surprise was um, they were slated to have Harvest Lake. That was a recent one from uh, Scott Shermer. They did found. Everybody liked found. And Brian Williams while on cinematography. And so we thought we were going to see that. And that was cool. I own it because I, I, you know, contributed to their Indiegogo. But then we get there and it's like this big surprise. I think beforehand they, they, re- they revealed this big surprise. They had been working on a new film called Plank Face which also takes place in, in, the, in like a wooded area. This, he has this recurring theme right now with like being out in the woods. And um, they, played, they, they, they played like a working print version of that with, um, you know, not, not finalized music. And sometimes you could hear people directing from the side, but that's kind of interesting because you get a little insight onto how they did these scenes. Playing Face was really, they still have the Indiegogo going if anyone's interested. Um, Playing Face was very interesting. Um, taking place in the woods and you just um, it has a lot to do with you know someone like some of us that may not feel like we fit in with normal society and then something happens and we go a little too far we we pay our dues and we try like we try to reintegrate but the thing things in the world just remind us that we're not we're not of that and someone has to make a you know make a decision you know a guy has to make a decision what he wants to do it's really different it's hard to talk about without ruining anything um lots of male nudity scott Schirmer is all all about he's all about the cock he's all about showing the cock um so that's that's a big one i think to watch for and ruby la uh she was there or la Rocca, i should say and a shout out to Ruby, my Clyde. She calls herself my Clyde. Like she's awesome. I love her. She's such a doll. She has a new movie, Sociopathia, which was really, really cool. Shot really cool, really neat. Um, female, female killer. So that was awesome. And we should have a double shenanigans. That shenanigans just went on all weekend. What's that? Oh. I was going to say we should have a double feature of that with Jessica Cameron's Mania. Wouldn't that be like a bitch-ass double feature right there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was I was a little weaker on, on Mania than Sociopathia. But. I'm looking forward to Mania. That would be good, though. That would be cool. Twisting lesbian yeah. love stories. They would. They would. The, the theme is perfect. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. they would go very well together. Definitely. And right, shenanigan so wise, that, that went on all weekend. Oh, yeah. And that I um I, I we Eiffel towered a pink unicorn named Biscuit. So that <laughs> happened. 
<laughs> and my friend, because I brought my best friend Melissa with me, because she's my she's my partner in crime. And um, oh, Friday night, people that got there the day before Friday night, there was a big dinner, and we went to a spaghetti warehouse, and you know played around. It had big big table, big round table. Some directors were there because that's the one of the unique things about Slaughter in Syracuse. This was its third year. Um, all the it's they want to have every they want to have a direct the, the director for every movie that they have there. Now I know that that's that's a liability, but when they pull it off, it's awesome. It's awesome to have all of every director there. And this year, um, instead of doing a big Q and A at the end with all the directors on um you know sitting on the stage, which was pretty cool, they instead had you know J K of the Horror Happens Radio Show. He co-hosted and emceed fantastically. He was phenomenal. I mean, this thing ran to this time. It ran from 11:30 a.m. We did not fucking get done until I think 2:30 in the fucking morning after August Underground ran. It was wow. fucking crazy. And Jay through the whole thing. He helped co-host and and he did Q and A for every movie. After each movie, they had Q every feature. They had Q and A, and that was awesome because it helps really I think solidify in the audience what you just saw. You know, if you if you have a person that does it correctly, and Jay is just fucking phenomenal at that. So and then you know you could ask questions and stuff like that. So that was awesome. Well, sounds like it was awesome and great was, time. Yeah. And yet- and and yet you're not done. You're just taking a small break this weekend because yeah. you're about yeah, to pack I your know. bags and fly to and Montreal. And I'm going to So you're going from underground horror cinema to the top mm-hmm. genre films of their kind at Montreal mm-hmm. and, and at the Fantasia mm-hmm. International Film Festival. So please, mm-hmm. we're going to transition into that now. What What is that about? Why, what are you about to do? It sounds fantastic. Uh, well, I am so excited. Well, one I, don't have to, one, I don't have to drive as far because I'm so fucking far north. I really am the, the, uh, the witch of the north. I'm 20 miles yeah. from the Canadian border, so it's like Montreal is like, you know, 70 miles, 110 kilometers from me. And I lived up there for a little while. I didn't learn French because I'm an idiot. But um, it's the 20th, 20th year this year. Mitch Davis, and, you know, he's just like. 20 years. 20 wow. years. And this year they have Guillermo del Toro going to be there. I know. Oh, Guillermo del Toro is going to be there. I don't know if I'm going to be there when these people are. And, and he's getting some sort of award, but I don't know how to pronounce it. And Takashi Miike mm. is going to be there. He's getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. He's got a couple wow. movies playing. Yeah, he's got a couple movies oh. playing this year, and he has actually opened and closed that fest, I think, multiple times. He fucking loves that fest. And you're right, you are so right, Elizabeth, when you said before that it is the fucking festival, and I, I feel so lucky that I'm close to it, because I'm constantly, I really, I'm constantly salivating over Austin. I always want to fucking go to Fantastic Fest. I, and I never make it, it's just so far away. But I'm so happy that I'm close to Fantasia, because I've seen so many uh, wonderful premieres there. Like, I saw the, I saw probably the world or at least North American premiere of Hatchet. Um, and, oh, and last year, if uh, this last year they had um, He Never Died with Henry Rollins. Everybody fucking see that. Amazing. Oh, I have um, seen it. I've seen it. It's pretty good. It's fun. It's so good. I fucking love it. There's talks that they're gonna there's talks that they're gonna make it into a show on Netflix. I probably brought this up on one of our other shows. They're gonna make it into a show, which is actually a fucking phenomenal idea because he's an immortal. So it's kind yep. of like a different version of Highlander. You can have all these fucking stories throughout time. You can you can do anything with it. It's like the, it's perfect. And he's just he's really, really devoted to the to the role. There were stories of him, you know, going over 
he he was so into it. He'd be like working out, be on the treadmill, and just like going over his lines and everything. Um, this year, I actually haven't because he's like you said, we're so fucking busy. I haven't looked at all of the films yet. <clears throat> I'm going two different weekends. I'm going this weekend, and then I'm going again with my husband weekend of the thirtieth for the end. And yeah, so this weekend I'm going with my friend Daniel. And then I actually will do um, a Hack Wild shoot. I'm going to do a Hack Wild shoot in the biggest cemetery in Canada there. But Fantasia oh, this nice. year, they're, they're, yeah, so I'm hoping that works out. It's going to be in daylight, so I have a black parasol and stuff. I figured just oh, fuck it. Yeah. I, it was so hard to organize the night shoots that I was like, let's just whatever. She's, she's part werewolf anyway. No one knows it. Whatever. <laughs> she, had, hey, she, had, she had a bo- she had a boyfriend that infected her. You know what can you say? So okay, don't forget Bonnie in the original in the original Dracula. Dracula can stay up to about four days in sunlight before he has to feed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're an older vampire, mm-hmm. if you're going in that universe, then you could spend a day in the cemetery with a parasol. Oh, all right. So she's gonna have Justified. to be cool. I was feeling like she was only maybe about. 200 years old, but I, I, you know, I don't know. I liked that because oh, it was kind of like chicken. the birth, kind of well, like the birth of the nation. Kind of Converse wise, if you go to the true blood universe, it's the opposite. Yeah. Oh. Only the younger ones can stay in the sun longer. The older you are. Yeah. 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 Birth. Yeah. So uh, I think <laughs> with me, I think it's like, with me, I think it's the bitchy ones can stay in the sun. They're like, fuck you, son. <laughs> <laughs> we'll not follow your rules. Um, yeah, so Fantasia this year, every year they have um, things that they focus on, and this year they have, um, they'll, they'll divide things into categories based on themes that they see amongst their submissions. So this year they have a focus on action, they have a focus on animation, they always have focus on animation, because of course Fantasia, you know, when it started, it's called, you know, it's Fantasia, but and the Asia's in there, it was a clever little thing they did because they did a ton of Asian they still do, but they've just opened up to more horror and stuff, you know, in latter years. Yeah, but, but they open up. With, they used to have a ton of Asian pick, cinema. If, if their yeah. anime picks are always choice. They're always edgy. They are, and, and I'm sorry I can't tell you any of them because I haven't had time to look up the well, movies. I don't know any of the new ones, but my favorite anime, one of my favorite off-the-wall animes was premiered at Fantasia one of the first years I was working reading Ain't It Cool News, and it was a movie called Dead Leaves, which is absolutely Oh, it's good. Up. It's cool. Uh-huh. That's like it's the same studio. There. That's the same studio that did Fully Cooly. It's so fucking over yes. the top. You liked Dead Leaves? You're wicked. Yes. That thing was like crazy. I- and so, so like, twisted, sexual, fucked up. It's so mega, man. Oh. And it goes so fast. Perfect. There's a character so. called, it, there's a driller, driller killer character in it. Um, there's, uh, the one thing that's, like, great about it, too, is that the screenplay in the American dub and the Japanese dub are improvised. They're completely different. So you can actually no, listen I, to both soundtracks. And they're really good. Both soundtracks mm. are equally as different and different interpretations, cool. but just as funny. Because what you're watching is so balls to the walls. It's just, it doesn't it really is. matter what they're saying. It, it, it's hysterical. And rest her soul, uh, the, the, the lead in it, she died recently. The woman that played the lead in Dead Leaves, she's one of the, oh, I can't Aww. think of her name right now. She's a Japanese act, voice actress, one of the best in the world. And she I know. I didn't know that. It's like, oh. Uh, very sad, but anyway, that, that was Fantasia. 
That was fantastic. Wow. Yeah, they, they premiered tons of awesome stuff. I think that they, I can't remember, I think they did one, what was it called, not Mind game, maybe Mind Games, or um, I, I have, like, post-con, we, I had, like, hardly any sleep, so I'm gonna, there's going to be a lot of, and when I talk, but, yes, they do premiere a lot of awesome, <laughs> awesome anime. <laughs> and if you like, if you like Dead Leaves, um, if you ever had time, um, it's not a very long se- series, but you would really like Fully Fully. Because it's, 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 she will love it. Because it's got the dance, too, you know? Isn't it? You, it's so fucking good, right, Aaron? And we're getting a Fully Fully sequel. Can you believe that? I can't believe we're getting a sequel after so many years. We are? Oh, shit. We Look are. at you cracking it's, news. It's, Look at you go. No, in the past two I weeks, they announced it. I, I have, I've been out of the, the anime ring okay. a little bit last couple of years because I've been focusing so much on horror. So that's awesome. Yeah, thank well, you. My favorite thing is about Fooly Cooly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? I'm dialed into that's stuff so you don't have to pay attention. Fooly <laughs> um, Cooly was put together by a bunch of people who were doing a big old Robotech-like thing. And it was yes. just something they did as a lark on their break. And it's this beautiful, weird tone poem about youth and hormones. And it's got a kick-ass soundtrack. And I, yeah, yeah, it I really does. Fully, and totally it, the action never stops. Yeah. It's, it's really well, one of my favorites. It's one of my, fav- well, so it's one of my favorite non-sci-fi, non-horror demon animes. I tend to like a lot of the darker animes, usually. Me too. That's where I live. We're gonna we're gonna have it. Would you like to animation August? uh, Our second episode is gonna be specifically about anime. I'm gonna go to Otakon probably for a day. I'm also thinking about maybe going to Monster Mania and Hunts Valley for that same weekend for a day. Um, And um, in uh, Cherry uh, Hill, Cherry Hill. Yes. No. No. uh, The Hunts Valley, Maryland, the second one. The Cherry Hill one starts in two weeks. Or three weeks. Yeah. And that one's yeah. That one is Labor Day weekend. So I think I'm gonna oh, do see. that. Or no, or or something like that. Anyway, Should. I have to look at the time. They're not the same. Anyway. Anyway. And they're fun because there's so many people dressed up. But so they're but, fun for you that. Know, we're gonna talk a hardcore anime on that episode. I am not as good at that. So any if any of you guys wanna come on and really geek out on the anime, nice. I know that uh Hell yeah. Queenie definitely can yeah, and I know yeah. Con- okay, so so you oh, you yeah. might I might even Watch let Queenie host it. Queenie, would you like to host oh. the anime episode? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Queenie should host the anime episode. So we'll talk about that done? later too. Wait, why are you done? <laughs> Wait, <am> done? <laughs> don't worry, I'll do the heavy lifting. I'll still do the community calendar, so you don't have to. You just gotta do the anime part. Oh. You'll got it. So you got okay. it. So anyway, yeah. you can, you'll got it. You got this. She'll be great. So, anyway, so yeah, they've got so, so Fantasia's gonna be awesome this year. And they, then the other the other focuses this year are of course documentaries from the edge. They do that a lot. And there's a focus on Polish cinema. So I'm interested in that. Ooh. And of course Quebec cinema. Um, I was sad to see that um, they they're having an international sci-fi short film showcase. All these they look like awesome like short cool. sci-fi films. It's already sold out. I think it's already sold out, oh. and that's on 7:30. Wow. The festival runs from from um, July 14th through August 3rd. And if anyone wants oh, tickets and, and is going to this, 
shit, they are they are going so fast. But I did snag tickets to um and, and it's considered like one to see this year. Um a movie called Demon that's that's from Poland. And it's a uh-huh. horror movie. And the law and the love witch. I'm going to see the Yay! love witch. Yay! I'm so okay. happy because I had to pick my weekends ahead of time. So if anyone who goes to Fantasia knows they don't release, they can't because they're still, you know, um, gathering, sub, you know, submissions and everything and going through them and, and doing, getting everything organized. They can't really announce their schedule until a few couple weeks before. So I didn't know what I was going to have a choice of. So I've been they're, really they're, wanting to see The Love Witch so bad. Me too. You've got to tell me because it's a sexy witch movie. And so I was like, holy shit, sexy witch movie. We have to see. We have to. Like, I, I, I really, really want to report about that film. And, and there's one other film. If you can get it in. I'm not pro- I know you. it's weird at Fantasia and things can get taken up real fast. But there is one film what I am curious about. Darren Lynn Bozeman, you know, the director of Repo Genetic Opera. Yeah, Repo. And the Devil's Carnivals. Yeah. He's What's he got playing film. there? He's got a new film. It comes out. It's a second okay. showing. It, it premiered at Los Angeles International Film Festival already, and so this is its second screening. It's called Avatar, and it's oh, okay. Do you know what day it's screening? in it. Yeah, so it's uh, July 25th at 10 p.m. It says at the SCW oh, Alumni that. Auditorium. No, but that anyway. But that's just good to know that Daryl Lynn Bozeman has a new movie out. So yeah, we yeah. Keep an eye That's on the thing that about thing, Fantasia. So. Fantasia is so full of gold that you just you have to be okay, like getting just a couple nuggets and walking away. It's oh, nothing but gold. Yeah. It's so it's fucking a- awesome. There, and if, I don't know if any of you have actually actually met Mitch Davis um, and and sat and talked with him, but he is just like an encyclopedia. But he's like the most fantastic kind because he really is just excited to sit and talk cinema. He is not pompous. He is he is not pushy. He's not overbearing. He just just loves it. Just loves it and can get along. He's like this urban hippie kind of. Guy. He's just so <laughs> fucking fabulous. And if I, but and when we talk, if I can do like if I can if I know and can keep up and talk about even three movies in a row with him, I'm like really proud of myself because he just <laughs> knows everything. Yeah. So. Fabulous. And speaking of knowing everything, at least most everything that I don't keep up with, Aaron on the West Coast, my cousin, it's your turn. You ready? Here, going to Greek, Geek, Geek Mecca is here. You're on oh, your way God. very soon. San Diego Comic-Con, you are going. Oh, so what is your plan of attack this year? Week from tomorrow's preview night. So what is your attack plan this well, year? Uh, a week from tomorrow, I will be at the world premiere of Star Trek Beyond. It's so sad because it's going to be kind of bittersweet, of course, because yeah, yeah. Tech, that's kind of hurting, but um, I'm very excited to see what uh, your geek husband, yeah. Simon Pegg, has done uh, as writer uh-huh. on this one. Because he wrote it, uh, right? I just, yeah, he yeah, did. He gave me the fact, other day. I saw that he wrote it. I was like, holy fuck, that's awesome. Not only did he write it, he said while he was writing it, he had the Star Trek wiki open. So he was, you know, in there. <laughs> fucking it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> have have uh, any of you seen mouth? Simon Pegg's, have any of you seen a show that he did in the U.K. in the 90s, Space. I believe, called Space? Fuck yeah. Space. Of course. Space of course, rules the, man. the earth. 
so good. Yeah, it'll be great. One of my It'll'll favorite quotes of all time comes from space uh, when uh, the character he plays is so fucking pissed off at Jar Jar Banks. He says, uh, yeah. the Jar Jar Binks makes the Ewoks look like fucking shacked by comparison. <laughs> so, I mean, he obviously knows. And ironically enough, he talked about how he knows uh, every, every odd numbered Star Trek film sucks. And of course, yes, he then everybody went on talks to be about Scotty yeah, yeah, it's true. Odd That's like a thing. Scotty film. But here's yeah. the thing um, your geek husband, who I, I, I love and respect, uh, had kind of a bit of a flame war with Star Trek fans when uh, Star Trek and the aptly named Star Trek in the Darkness uh, suck ass, and the fans at the big Star Trek convention in Las Vegas said so. They voted them the worst <laughs> Star Trek films of all time, and Mr. Peg had a sad and didn't like that and got into a bit of a flame war, but he's better now, so... Yeah. <laughs> he's feeling much better now. Exactly. Well, so, yeah, I'm, I've got happening. lots of hope for this. And you know, the one thing uh, that has to happen in Star Trek fandom is that the cast has to fight with its fans. It always happens. Bill Shatner's <laughs> had to do it. George Takei's had to do it. Simon Pegg has now had to do it, too. I think it's just because the, the Star Trek fans are so old and so old school and go so far back in their memories of, you know, well, that you can't, you can't beat them. Their continuity is better than the people making the films. Holy shit, can I tell you, one of my friends who's won the Star Trek Trivia uh, Championship at the Big Con in Vegas, when he was being questioned and going on to become the champion, he actually corrected judges on a date that they gave him as part of the question. That is <laughs> serious. That's, that's the Star Trek geek for you, yeah. Yeah, you can't beat it. that's right. No, but, yeah. no we, we, I, we'll, we'll see man, what happens. I, I mean, uh, the, the director... Um, Lynn comes from uh, the the Fast and the Furious series. Yeah, and, that threw know, me off too. I was like, hmm, hmm. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I think that's the crux of the whole thing. For the old Star Trek fans, that, as you were just saying, it's about more than just action. And I don't know that yes, the new films are about it's because much they, more than they just feel action. it's been co-opted. They feel it's been taken over because J.J. Abrams is good as he is, and I think that he's perfect to redo. Star Wars, because that's, you know, Cowboys in Space, it's action already, it's gallivanting, yep. you know. But Star Trek traditionally, like you're saying, Aaron, was more hard sci-fi based, more cerebral, more questions of humanity, and sometimes almost a little Twilight Zone-ish, you know. So Absolutely. that was lost. Like, J.J. Abrams gave us great action and great big spectacle, but then with the second movie, like, I'm like, this is getting watered down. I mean, it's a, it's a blast, but it's not like, I love he wasted opportunity with the second movie. Yeah. Cause yeah, he had, re- it's, it's he had exactly. reset the stage and, and it was, he just, he busted it. Yeah. And then they went too far. Well, they re- reset the stage where it could have gone in either direction and they took it yep. further in the, in, that, in, in the direction that makes, you know, that, that makes tickets. Instead, of, some, instead so. of making something fresh and exciting that he had cleared the slate for, it ended up being something rehashed that never should have been. Yeah. And that's so because what we're of that, I'm actually really excited about Beyond. Because yes, it, and, like and say, that's why I'm excited that at least at least Simon Pegg's such a geek. You know, at least he's a geek, yeah. and you at know, least like he'll keep everything consistent. 
As a longtime Trekkie, and I mean Trekkie, going back to the original series, I am always going to be devoted to the original series. My my opinion about this film is is I'm going to give it a shot, and this is why. Yeah. J.J. Abrams is no longer hands-on, and Justin mm-hmm. Lin is actually – there is action sequences in the original Star Trek. There is oh, sex, yeah. some of the best oh, episodes yeah, 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 of yeah. action. There's fisticuffs, so, lots of fisticuffs. You know, <laughs> and Simon Pegg <laughs> is a true geek who understands what he's writing. He understands the jargon. He understands the cadence. He understands why people love Star Trek. So I'm going to give this one a shot, all right? Mm -hmm. But if they burn me a third time, they can go fuck themselves because (laughs) I I am so sick. Like, I I was sitting watching In the Darkness going, you know what? All these actors, except for Chris Pine, are perfect in their roles. Give them a fucking script to work with, motherfucker. Yes, no. they are. They're they're great. I never. I actually was. Oh. Oh, that's the biggest thing I was worried about when they rebooted this. And they. I mean, I Carl even like Urban. Urban. I mean, Urban is yeah. freaking incredible. You have a Carl Urban thing, though. This is I yeah, heard. But, yeah, you <laughs> but you. But seriously, I don't know, though, his his nose nose is he, so Carl strong. Urban looks like Powdered Toast Man. From like Ren and Stimpy, does anyone remember Powder Toast Man? Yeah. Yes, yes, I do. With a constantly flared, like I don't know, there's something about Urbane <laughs> that I'm just like, I want to slap right. him. He I don't want to cling tenaciously to his buttock. I'll be a Carl Urban guy. Come on. Exactly. Oh, man. He still has to get that secret announcement that he's hinted at. We're all kind of waiting to see what's a big announcement. It hasn't happened yet. I've seen him solidify a few things here and there, but but it wasn't anything we weren't expecting. You know, announcements are always made at Comic-Con. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. He's going to be there, so... The other big um, release at Comic-Con this time, um, well, I mean, there's a lot of little things, but... Uh, we're also going to get the world premiere of Killing Joke. Batman <laughs> Killing Joke. Yes, so, that's right. Oh, my God. Are you, go- are, you go- are you going? I'm going. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is hey. geekerific. I can't, that, I'm so excited for you. That's going to be so good. Oh, my God. I can't believe how the, good that's going to be. <laughs> the only <laughs> thing that I don't have con- – yeah. I, if If you know Alan Moore at all, you know that he's just a dark, twisted genius, and yeah, uh, so. I don't think anyone ever got Joker as good as Alan Moore did in The Killing mm-hmm. Joke, mm-hmm. and in, in in any comic book, I, I, Marvel, DC, anything, it's impossible to find anyone as good as the Joker. It's just he's mm-hmm. just the best, and Alan Moore mm-hmm. did him the best, and yeah, I I can't wait, I can't freaking wait. That's awesome. Well, so what else are you doing? We got about ten more minutes before I have to change gears for a little while. We'll get back to media well, conventions after my caller. But so, give me some more. What else is going yeah, on? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the wait list for a very cool little event. Uh, the Star of India is, um, gosh, I guess it's a frigate, an old wooden ship out here, and apparently the cast of Archer are doing a live performance on board. I was working when the tickets were being handed out, so I'm on the wait list. But, you know, fingers crossed, I can get on board. Oh, my God. That sounds awesome. As we've talked previously, Archer is my favorite freaking show on air right Mm -hmm. now. So it would be pretty damn cool. 
if I miss out seeing it actually on board the Star of India, there's going to be a chance to see it in one of the side rooms later, da-da-da. But come on, man, got to get on board for that. Uh, Rick and Morty, there's going to be a panel for that. Can't wait to see what the new season has in store. That's another one of my absolute favorites. Uh, the, the other thing that I'm really looking forward to is uh, in addition to a anniversary uh, panel on Aliens, that would be the second in the series, the one directed by John Cameron, the action-adventure one, and that's going to have everybody from the cast uh, there. Uh, so that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun to go over Aliens. Uh, we also are going to have a panel, it was just recently announced, with uh, Neil Blumenkamp and with Sigourney Weaver talking about Alien Covenant, which is going to be the next in the Alien series. Uh, I fucking knew he was going to be connected to that. He posted yeah. some shit online like a couple years ago. Oh, his and I was like, shit was brilliant. I was like, he's either, and it seemed, I talked to friends a lot about maybe why he posted it, and it's like, well, it's, it's, it's almost like copywriting it. You know, it's like, I've done this. We were like, I, I was like, he's either trying to get the job or something's going on. And somebody like saw this and he wants to make sure people know that he did it first. But well, it, it th- fucking that's awesome works, that it, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. uh, Deadpool, oh, yeah. anyone? Deadpool? Deadpool. That's how you Deadpool. do it now. Put that shit out well, there and let the fans go like We were go talking crazy. about last time I was on the clown movie. They, they put in their yep. fake trailer, you know, from Eli Roth. And then Eli Roth fucking calls them. Right. He's like, do you want to make this fucking movie? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing with Alien Covenant that uh, I've got very mixed feelings on is they've decided that uh, three and four are Mr. and Mrs. not appearing in this series. So we go from Alien to Covenant now. And Hmm. uh, yeah, I'm okay with that, though. I'm okay with that. I can. I am because I mean I am because (laughs) I hate to say it, but like like the one that Ridley just put out, I I couldn't. There was just so much like weirdness. Like I, there was shit in there. Where it was like what? You know? Yeah. I'm like what? This isn't. Was a weird it wasn't what the fans wanted. Yeah, but remember, Prometheus is not an alien film, according to him. Yeah, it's more, good of, a, it's more of a good prequel. Scott free, Scott free. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see where the next one of those goes too. But I'm I'm really excited, and if I get a chance to ask. A, <gasps> A question at the panel. I really would love to know uh, from Sigourney. Uh, you did some exceptional work on these two films, uh, yeah. and now they no longer exist. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's we'll a good see. question. It's just canon we'll issues. I mean, it's not that they don't exist. I mean, they still exist for fans. It's just a matter of what's considered canon, right? Well, uh, that... Yeah, but I, I mean, they're, they're just like snipping it out. And we're going straight yeah. from Aliens into Covenant now. Yeah. So it's kind of like when they tried. It's kind of like when they tried to redo Superman <laughs> with Superman Returns with Brandon Ralph. They tried to ignore three and four and go right from one and two yeah. directly mm-hmm. into Superman Returns. Mm-hmm. Technically, I liked it. That's just because I'm a Reeves kind of person. Superman. I thought he. I did I thought too. he did a fantastic I job. I, yeah, I, I don't think too. it was as bad as everybody said. I didn't like Lex at all, and I didn't like. Um, I still Lois. haven't seen the new one, Batman versus Superman, when, and uh, I've, I've oh, Batman versus point, Superman it, is like it's crazy. The it doesn't. Cut it's cool. It's gonna be better. I hear I'll the director's cut is so cut. good 
that the internet might actually issue a formal apology yeah, I to saw Zack that. Snyder. <laughs> so, so look, look, guys. My my caller is actually already on the line, so I think we should put this to the side. We're gonna we're gonna come back to this, okay? Because we got a, a okay. whole plenty of time after we this person is, but he's calling in on his lunch break, so we really should take this call because you know we got go we don't want him to lose his day job over all this. But um, let's do it. First of all, I'm gonna thank him, and we're gonna change gears, folks, because normally we talk about a lot of media conventions, we talk about pop culture, we talk about movies in particular and horror films and stuff. But I like I said, this is a show about all fandoms. Every single one of them, all fandoms have validity in some form. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that someone isn't getting something from it. It's their own personal happiness. So I'm now saying that sometimes your personal happiness has to do with thrashing around, wearing clown makeup, and acting like a fool in all the best possible ways. And I want to thank my next caller for calling in tonight to talk about it. So let me give him a little bit of an intro. We're going to bring on one of my favorites. So, uh, my guest caller tonight, he's a horrorcore musician out of Tucson, Arizona. He's a self-proclaimed drug oil and has collaborated with many people on Psychopathic Records. He has played before on The Gathering, and he's here tonight to talk about The Gathering, which also happens at the same time as San Diego Comic-Con. So please welcome to the show, Dean Ray, a.k.a. Mr. Face, a.k.a. Two-Face. Welcome, sir. You're on with the Sexy Witches. How are you doing, sir? Great, great. Hey, thanks for having me on tonight, guys. Oh, thank you for calling in at work. (laughs) I appreciate it. understand what that's like, so... Uh, so please tell me, sir, uh, are you going to the gathering coming up? And can you tell our fans or a little bit about the gathering and what it's all about? Some of my fans know, but not all of them would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I am going for uh, the first time in a few years, actually. Um, uh, the last time I went was the last time I played one of the bigger stages out there. And uh, that was a few years ago. Um, but I've been going since 2004 and, uh, up until about three years ago, I never missed a year. Um, it's just, it's just a really awesome time. Um, especially from an artist standpoint, uh, you know, you get a little bit more privileges when you're an artist, uh, such as a golf cart to ride around so your feet don't hurt <laughs> and uh, stuff like that. But uh, but it's, it's a really great time, and uh, I, there's a lot, a lot I can actually tell you about it, especially with all the, uh, the bad uh, perspectives on Juggalos and, uh, you know, things that have happened over the years that have made it a little bit frightening to go sometimes you know um well but is it frightening but is it frightening uh, when you play it are you concerned for your safety or you just see a bunch of people no, thrashing and no, maybe no, no. having a little bit too much to drink which is like no, what no, most people do at concerts it actually doesn't have anything to do with the people that go to the concerts on the contrary it's the people that view our fandom just as much as any other fandom um but but take it incorrectly uh, i don't know if you know much about the juggalo scene in general uh but we are now on the fbi files as one of the top gangs in america 
Um, I see, yeah, ICP yep, is actually right. uh, in court Holy with the, the Supreme Court uh, because we're we're a group of uh, fans. You know what I'm saying? Uh, me myself, uh, I mean, when I heard that we were labeled a gang, I was like, I play Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. Like I, I'm the nerdiest guy you will ever meet. And uh, how am I in a gang? That doesn't make sense. Yet at the same time, I've been uh, harassed by police, put on the ground in handcuffs just for having a tattoo. Wow. Uh if you go to the, the, the page that talks about the FBI's uh, gang affiliation page about the Juggalos, uh, one of the things it says is like 80 to 95% of juggle, self-proclaimed Juggalos are music fans. 10% to 15% are organized crime. That's actually how they word it on there. But they kind of uh, – the, the, this has been a big fight for several years uh, – um, this is the final appeal, isn't it? For this, at, we're at the top of the Supreme Court, right? This is right, it. right. Yeah, yeah so. and I mean, you got to look at it from any other perspective. I'm sure that there are the same percentage of Journey fans or uh, Cindy Lauper fans from back in the day, or even uh, you know. Uh, as, Bruno Mars or anybody like that, I'm sure the same percentage of people are criminals that listen to their music as well. But because of the content that uh, they and myself as a horrorcore artist um, portray, they they get, it's it's a bad stigma. But at the same time, I heard you guys talking about Eli Roth, so I'm going to use him as, as an example. Uh, he makes insane, gory movies. Um, yet you don't classify his fans as a as a gang, and I think that's that's why they took it to court because it's completely ridiculous. And that's what I was talking about being afraid, um, because not only do I, I I mean I haven't been to the new grounds, but I know uh, when we were in Cave and Rock, Illinois, uh, doing the gathering and a few other places, the entire town uh, would basically turn against. Uh, I mean, you would have the few locals that would support it because it's supporting their uh, economy and everything and, and bringing business to the small businesses there. Uh, but there would be rallies uh, against having uh, the gathering uh, in their town. Wow. And, and, you know, here's the funny thing. Do you know, a couple weeks ago in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, there was like this, I think it was Ken Chesney concert. And people got arrested for super public drunkenness, and there were fights, and there were all this stuff that went down, and you don't hear any of those stories coming out of the gathering. You know, it's, it's right. country music, you know, and it's at the stadium, and it's supposed to be, you know, everyone can go, but it's just rowdy and crazy. So it's not necessarily the music that's doing it. It's just one of those times, you know. It just kind of cracks me up, you know, like my my cousin, this is how I got to know about Juggalos, is that my cousin, my younger cousin was a Juggalos for a long time, and um, we we bonded over the, uh, 
record, Great Malenko, because I absolutely adored that record. And so mm-hmm. I, I really, you know, so I got to watch him, He, you know, go to his things and, you know, do his stuff. And he's getting a little bit of trouble. But honestly, I always kind of suited it to a rock and roll issue because a lot of rock and rollers tend to have a little mischief up their sleeve occasionally. Right, <laughs> you know, right. I'm not here to judge that, you know. You know, you know, as long as you don't do anything that's going to cause other people harm, I really don't care what you do. You know, don't get caught. <laughs> you know. Um, right, right. You know, be, be good. So, you know, it, it's just rock and roll to me. That's, <laughs> but, um, but you know, but Juggalos aren't just, a lot of people think it's just ICP, but it's not. It's, you can talk about this. You're horrorcore. There's a lot of rap, of course. Uh, what is it like, what kind of culture is, what kind of music is, is the running thread? I mean, is it, is are all Juggalos related to psychopathic records? Are there other labels that play at the gathering too? What kind of music plays there? I know there's also concerts and a media convention and there's also a carnival i believe and and oh and yeah a i mean like wow. all sorts of stuff yeah as a matter of fact yeah um I'll, I'll split it up into two i'll do the uh uh the genre and then i'll do the the actual gathering what goes on uh, the, as far as the genre goes, no, the, everything in horrorcore, horrorcore started before uh, psychopathic records. Uh, they blew it up in a way that made uh, their their fan base very unique. But um, I mean, even um, the Ghetto Boys and um, uh, you know uh, Three Six Mafia and everything they they were all very uh, horrorcore. Uh, when they started out, and there's a lot of uh, horrorcore artists that don't like Insane Clown Posse, um, but the genre is is full of of different artists that do everything from uh, gangster rap horrorcore to uh, metal. I, I myself have uh, done more metal uh, tracks recently. Um, and the genre is very, very broad. There's even, uh, somebody that does dubstep horrorcore, uh, horrorcore is not, um, any specific sound. It's more of the content. The content is basically if you put a scary movie, uh, into music form and it's a, it's a very, uh, very unique way to tell a story, um, which is what a lot of horrorcore artists do. So Dizzy Rascal is included, correct? What was that? Dizzy Rascal, didn't he do something where it was like all like a horror thing and his head was spinning around in the video? Right, right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, yeah, your he's, video he's is very horror, horror-esque. I just watched it. It's very cinematic. You have, like, nice. dead and zombies and cute little dead children mm-hmm. and things like that. So I just saw your video. And so obviously there's a cinematic quality to this stuff. I mean, it's, you know, definitely it's more than just music videos. It reminded me of movies, actually. Some of the videos are awesome for this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And there, there's, there's tons of other... Uh, um, labels out there doing it. Uh, uh, SKR Serial Killing Records is a really big one out there uh, with Razakel and Sixtanic. Uh, their music is really great. Um, I, I is the list goes on and on, and everybody is different and unique, but it basically has the same um, quality or the same story uh, telling uh, within the music. 
Um, but yeah, I've always loved the genre. I, I love how visually aesthetic it is as well. When we do do music videos, it is more of a, a, cinem- a cinematic event, you know. That's fabulous. And so please tell me about the gathering itself. Like I said, I just touched on the concert is just the tip of the iceberg. Oh yeah, there's uh it's 4 days um and there's all types of bands. Uh this year there's a few metal bands like Asking Alexandria, uh Guar, Guar has been there a few times. Um and the, but then there's also all the way they go back to old school hip hop. There's uh Slick Rick is playing this year. Uh, uh the first year I went, I saw Old Dirty Bastards last performance. Um, they have some really big names. Um, and then at the same time, they do have a lot of psychopathic artists. Also, uh, tech nine, um, has always been a, a, a big supporter. Uh, I, I mean, the list goes on and on. So no, it's not all psychopathic artists. Uh, but there's also, uh, they do a freak show. Um, they have multiple contests like the Miss Juggalette contest. Um, they have, uh, magicians, uh, comedians, Jim Brewer is going to be there this year. Um, uh, they have appearances uh, a few years ago by Charlie Sheen and uh, Ron Jeremy. And uh, there's all kind of um, parties that go on. And, yeah, there is even carnival rides. So, I mean, the gathering is just – it's a big – I. The term is loosely, <laughs> but it's like a family reunion. You go there to meet people that you talk on the internet to all year round and, and you collaborate with, and it gives you the chance to hang out with those people for for a change in real life and listen to concerts and just have a real good time, you know. And, uh, of course, like every festival, there's, you know, there's some uh, problems or whatever, but most of the time, those are those are taken care of right away, and everybody's back to having fun. Um, I mean, and as far as the the like I was saying earlier, the police activity and all that. Yeah, there's good and bad, but it's also with them too. I've seen uh, quite a few police officers enjoy the gathering. Um, so I mean, it's 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 a fun time for for basically anybody that goes because there's something for everybody. As a, a person that loves scary clowns from the beginning, and is doing a concert, and is actually doing a Halloween contest devoted to scary clowns this year, the ICP is going to play a prevalent role. I haven't figured out how yet, but I'm pretty sure they're going to pop up in my contest as a special bonus or something because of that. And I want to thank you. And, and please, folks, it's in Thornville, Ohio, so it's actually within driving distance of the East Coast, not even that far. And it's a big and good old time. If you want to do something completely different, and like you said, like all fandoms, it's about people you, and we wouldn't know anything about that sexy witches talking on the internet for days and days and days until no, we finally hook up nothing like that. No, <laughs> nothing like that at all. So uh, we yeah. all know what fan, this is what fandom is about. And so go, go do something different. Go see the gathering. You'll learn something and you'll have a great time doing it. Thank you, sir, Mr. Face. Please tell me about your latest single because we're going to play it at the end of the show. And tell us when you, we can see you possibly perform or if you know uh, do you have any upcoming things you would like to plug before you leave tonight 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually have a mixtape. Uh, I've been retired from music for three years because I've been working on a comic book series and a full-length film um, that I've, I've been working on for a few years. Uh, but I have a new mixtape coming out called Face the Music on uh, this Friday, actually, the 15th. It's going to be able to download for free. And um, I also have uh, – I'm working on the Blood Moon EP that's going to be released around October this year. Um, and I have uh, lots of merch, and we have a show actually coming up on Friday in St. Pete. It's uh, the local 662. Um, if anybody's local to Florida, you guys should come out. Ladies are free all night. Um, and I've got a few shows in the future planned. Uh, we got our big Halloween party in Florida that we usually have. And, um, you can find my comic books. Uh, it's called Autumn Dale, the series. Uh, it's a horror, uh, based, uh, comic book series. Uh, you can find that online. Uh, just look up Autumn Dale's series or Bonesaw Entertainment. Um, and I also have package deals where I'm selling all 13 of my albums remixed right now and remastered uh, for 30 bucks, which is a steal. <laughs> all right. Awesome. So I am so glad that you were able to come on and talk Juggalo with us. And at some point, I actually might have an entire episode devoted to the Juggalo culture. And I may ping you when I do that one. It'll probably be in season three if I do it. But I definitely, I promised myself that I would get them in this year, on this season. And I did. And so thank you for helping me with that, sir. And thank you for calling in at work. I'm sure you have to get back. You have a great time. And I'll be looking forward to the pictures you I hope you post them. Um, and I, I'd love to see them while you're there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And thanks for having me on and uh, uh, giving me the opportunity to let people know that juggalos aren't so bad. <laughs> oh, you know, it's fandom. We love fandoms. And, you know, just because Kane Hodder's a juggalo. Yeah, oh, he yeah. is. As like, a matter yeah. of fact, I met Kane, and uh, we talked about that for a while. We've all Kane's an awesome guy. Kane we Hodder. love him here. <laughs> Sexy witches of all have very close relationship to Queen Hotter at this point. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in fact, he's going to be at the uh, big comic con, the next convention we're working. He's going to be there, so it'll be cool, and we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. in the next half hour. So, uh, thank you again, Mr. Ray, sir, and Two Face, and I'm going to play um, Hollow by uh, featuring Fetus Music. Is that right? This evening, is that what I'm playing? Yeah. It's either, uh, yes. you can just call him Fetus. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> fetus. All right. Mr. Face featuring but is, Fetus. Is it Fetus with an Paolo. O or without an O? And, uh, it's it's without an O. It's without an O. So we'll talk about We'll play that at the end of the show tonight. So thank you, sir. And head back to your job and have a great time at the gathering. All right. Thanks. And thanks for having me on. All right, excellent. So that thank you. So that was D Ray, aka Mr. Face, aka Two Face, and you can get his records and his comic books, and I'll post that information on the Sexy Witches page. And that way, also will post the information about the Juggalos, which is interesting because going back to Blobfest, Blobfest is in its 17th year, but guess what? So is the gathering. So they're the same age. Oh. They are the same age festival. So that's why I want really? to include them. So, yeah. Juggalos so, are 17 years? 
17 wow. years. Yes. There needs, there needs to be a ju- there needs to be a Juggalo Jesus, or there needs to be a band called Juggalo Jesus. I mean, it, it, it really. I mean, at, at this point, they are a cult, they are a fandom that has been around for almost two decades. So the idea sure. that people keep poo pooing them, that the FBI is creating, made them a gang, mm-hmm. and yes, yes, you know, it's just. You know, it was. It's just a lot of bullshit. It's like saying, uh, you know. Uh, anyway, it's all. But let's just uh, on a positive note. The gathering never has any major problems. The only people. And he's right. The only time I've ever heard of problems at the gathering has been like Westboro Baptist Church picketing the concert. You know, things mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, so why Westboro do you, why do like Yeah, Catherine. Why do you personally think that Juggalos maybe have a bad rep? Why do I think that? Um, yeah, no, because they do. No, they, they, do they do in some circles. What, what, do, what do you think it is? It's like just, you well, know, I wonder. They swear a lot. They swear a lot. Their joke <laughs> humor is very dry. I swear a lot. Um, My feet is. You know, they all, it's all stereotype of metalheads because it's an offshoot mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's that going yeah. on. I'm not saying that Juggalos <laughs> are saints. They're not saints. If you go on to one of the psychopathic so. records, you go on their website, it says, fuck your mother yeah. is the first thing it says. You know, which is hysterical because you, you know there's some mom that was like, what there does my do- son lo- look at? Oh, what? Fuck your mother. You know, yeah, so, you yeah. Know, it's funny. But I get it. It's But it's like horror. You know, it's in your face. It mm-hmm. reminds you of death. People don't like being reminded of death. I think horror films get so maligned all these years, you know. People yeah. don't like to mm-hmm. remind themselves of their own mortality. And it's the same idea. <laughs> they hate it. Yeah. And everyone, and we've made like death, we've sanitized it. We've sanitized death. We don't, we used to live with death. We would have our family member in our houses, you know, and they'd be yeah. showing in your own house for for a few days, you know, in the morning process. Could easily was, have, yeah. I could be on my second or third wife, husband by now at my age. Yeah. I'd still be alive, yeah. but my se- first husband already died. You know, I'm on my second one, yeah. you know, so that, you know, so it's a lot, very different world. But anyway, I agree. Yeah. Uh, we do have, we got some business to take care of before we move on to our next preview. Erin, uh, I had to cut off your San Diego Comic-Con preview. Is there anything you want to follow up on that we did not cover when uh, yeah. Dr. Ray called in? Yeah, yeah. I, there's four parts to Comic-Con that I think are really exciting. One, comic books, which we don't talk about enough uh, in popular culture or anywhere else. Um, right now, uh, DC is having tremendous success with their little relaunch thing, and Marvel is having huge success with Civil War Two. But there's also lots of really cool stuff going out with the independents. And uh, there are lots of cool panels. Uh, there's going to be a spotlight on Howard Chankian, who is one of my favorite comic book auteurs. Uh, he did an amazing series called American Flag back in the 80s that was the first book series to win a Nebula Award. Uh, there's also going to be a panel on uh, Los Brothers Hernandez, uh, uh, the the gentleman behind Heartbreak Soup and Love and Rockets. And if you haven't read Love and Rockets uh, and you're a comic book fan, you are missing out, my friend. I can't even imagine life without Love and Rockets. 
the other thing, of course, is movies and TV, and there's so much there we touched on a little bit. Uh, I should mention there's a lot that isn't even in genre that's going to be there. Uh, there's a new movie that Oliver Stone has, a biopic about Snowden that's going to be there, and I'm really looking forward to trying to get in there. Um, uh, Zachary Quinto, uh, awesome. Spock, is playing uh, a Snowden, so that's going to be interesting. That's and Oliver okay. Stone is always freaking interesting, no matter what. <laughs> uh, the other thing uh, outside the con is has the past few years become an amazing thing. I hate to say this, because I'm afraid of more people hearing and coming down. But even if you don't have tickets for Comic-Con, it is worth getting your ass down to San Diego and wandering around because so many uh, studios and imperatures have figured out you don't need space on the floor to rent a parking lot or a dirt lot in San Diego and put up some amazing presentation and booth. Vikings is going to have another great thing. Adult Swim always has... A tremendous thing. And this year, you can actually uh, get pre tickets to it instead of standing in line forever. Uh, one, of the, the one that I'm really looking forward to is uh, Game of Thrones, which apparently will have a Temple of the Nameless. I, I, I assume I'm going to be able to get my face on the wall with all the other faces. Uh, we'll see what that's um. all about. And then the fourth thing uh, that's really huge for me for Comic Con is all the exclusives and. Uh, if you're a collector of toys and ephemera, as God help me, I am, there is so much to love about Comic-Con. Uh, the big ones are usually uh, Mattel and Hasbro, uh, this year being the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. That's kind of where a lot of the focus of a Saturday's show is going to be, Friday and Saturday. Um, and fact, the program indeed. has Leonard Nimoy on the cover, and they're doing a special yes, tribute to him, too. Yes, indeed. Tribute for a little uh, Romulan ale on the ground for our boy Leonard. Um, and, and, in fact, one of the uh, things that I was able to pre-order so far, Hot Wheels has done there's, – there's this very famous uh, photo of Leonard Nimoy dressed in his Starfleet uniform, looking cool as fuck, leaning back on the hood of his then – brand new 64 Buick Riviera that he bought with his Star Trek money. And Hot Wheels has done a no. 64 Buick Riviera with a little oh. tiny Leonard Nimoy in a Starfleet uniform leaning up against it. And I was able to order a couple of those. I was pretty happy about that. Uh, Are those Barbie, still available? For uh, stocking? My, yes. my father-in-law would fucking die because he, he, like, he, he collects Hot Wheels and he loves socks. So it's like, oh my god. All right. Um, if I can, I will pick you up one. I'll let you know. Uh, I, they just announced today that some of the pre-order nonsense is cut off, and some you will be able to buy at the mm. con, and uh, the others are going to be doing online. So I'll send you a little uh, text message about that when I get Thank details you. on that. Sure. Uh, there's a huge, gorgeous She-Ra figure for those uh, mm-hmm. Masters of the Universe fans. Oh, She-Ra. Yeah, and she kind of does look badass. Um, I have a <laughs> friend who collects uh, Disney pins for me in Germany, and uh, I picked up one for her while she's going to pick me up the uh, the exclusive Ben Kenobi figure that's coming out at the Star Wars celebration in uh, Europe 
this week. So that's kind of nice. And then the other thing that I picked up that I'm excited for myself, Barbie for the 50th anniversary of Star Trek is going to be an Orion Slave Girl. So I've nice. got a green-skinned Barbie oh coming my, my way. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. Dude, that's my favorite insane. toy. My favorite toy this year at Comic-Con is a Barbie doll this year. I couldn't believe it. It's mm-hmm. the uh, Gail Bardot's Wonder Woman Barbie doll from the, uh, from the Superman version. Yeah. Like, like even though the movie might be a questionable, the doll is gorgeous. The doll is perfect. Yeah, and I really yeah, want yeah. that doll. Oh my god, she I kicks ass, man. Actually. She kicks ass oh, in that man. film. You just she comes yep. in like, I take still, care of shit. I still have to see it. I'll see it soon. I promise. I just finally got Deadpool in. So uh, I also oh. we got uh, uh, Aaron Marie and I got so in uh, Purge and a uh, Purge election and yeah, the invitation. Cool. Uh, even you, though did you like the invitation? the invitation? I did like I the invitation. It. The ending it's is really amazing. strong, but we have to yeah. rewatch it again probably because it's start, it's a slow burn. It's, it takes a while to get where it's going. It takes a while, end, but it gets. But, it gets but that's that. what LA's like. I've lived in I lived in LA for seven years, and this movie really even even though I wasn't in entertainment at the time, my husband was. He was a game designer, and I was always I was going to these things, these functions, and. We were trying to be around people like this, and it, it just totally taps into that LA thing. It combined, com, it's combining the LA thing and with the whole kind of like millennial colony. There's this, yeah, there's this whole kind of sociopath kind of thing coming. Like, like they're yeah. telling, it's a cult. Like everyone thinks everyone, you know, there's like like let go, let go of everything, you know, and it's. That's but that's not living. That's not fe- not feeling is is not living. So that's what it's mm. getting at. So just keep that in mind when when you watch it. And then the ending, yeah, yeah, to see that it, it's like bigger than than you could have thought. Because it yeah. seemed very, it was very. I loved how it was micro all throughout. Because it was like you don't you don't know if this guy's losing his mind or if he's right and these people are kind of like off the rocker. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's a lot of red hair too. There's a lot of yeah, and that was good. Oh yes, oh definitely. Because when when yeah. something when something finally happens and like the big reveal is there, you're actually like maybe doubting it because of the red herring previous. Like it was it was yeah, awesome, and I I feel that so, it was right in the zeitgeist for social commentary like right now, and especially on just have you seen the know, movie Coherence yet? It was 2013. That Which it one? revolved. It's called Coherence, and it's about a dinner party as I well. Haven't. I haven't. Oh my! And I want God, to. I've been, it's in my, I have such a big stack. It's it's up. It's way up there in J J K. Like yeah, definitely. He said that I need to see that <laughs> as well. So. I'll well, yeah, well, thank, thank you, Aaron. Thank you. I, I, Queenie, definitely watch The Invitation. It's on Netflix because it might make your top ten. It was directed by a woman, and it's really wild. It's and, and and Yeah, um, she's awesome. It, it's the director of Jennifer's Body. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. Oh, That's really? That's right. She did Jennifer's yes. Body. And Jennifer's Body wow. is her name so right now underappreciated. I'm, I got a I just, you know, I like Jennifer's Body. I thought it was actually a pretty fun film. So uh, I love yeah. Jennifer's oh, Body. Love, love, I love. I also I also saw Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. That wasn't bad. So, that wasn't bad. It, it was wasn't fun. that bad. No, it was okay. No. It was cute. It was a close good mix. Porn. It was a good killer clothes porn. Like, like I can't believe more girls. Yeah, are yeah, yeah. Like so the costuming. Shit. 
Yeah. But I'm like that too. Uh, I think like, I, I think I quietly give like thirty to fifty points just for costuming, you know. Me too. <laughs> Absolutely. It's especially that first one where they're getting dressed for the ball and they have all their little like mm-hmm. corsets on and their little mm-hmm. little garters and they're putting their knives yes. in the garters. <laughs> and they fight the in them. They're like fighting in them, so they're so badass. So it's it's it, it's like reminiscent of Buffy, you know, because Buffy would always just look. She'd be dressed to the nines and still kicking fucking ass, you know. So. Yeah, so, and I like Lily James. I think she's actually a really good yeah. actress. She might be better yeah, in the I, movie she's actually in. I think. And so I will say this: Mr. Darcy is probably the most annoying Mr. Darcy I've ever dealt with in any version of Pride and Prejudice in my life. I think they did oh that. On, I think they did that on purpose. What? I think they did it on purpose. They totally did it on purpose. Oh my. I totally did. But they want him to be though, because I think they want you to focus Uh on the women. I think they want you to focus Uh on the women. I think they want him to be kind Uh of, you know, tired. No. Uh uh. Oh, he was an ass. I was like, oh. He had a certain charm. He did. He he did the role correctly. He played it correctly. He was just clueless. He was Mr. Darcy. I mean, I, I, you know, but anyway. So anyway, I digress. We have a little bit of news, and then we're going to go into a Scares the Cares preview because myself and Aaron Marie, we're going to be at Scares the Cares in two weeks on the 22nd. So everyone's got something to do the next two weeks. We're all going to be super busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to catch up a couple of things. First of all, we cannot be the sexy witches and not recognize the passing of Tom Hardy. Absolutely yeah. have to mention the director of The Wicker Man passing this last week. Yeah. Uh, it was absolutely what an important film. It's the closest. 2016 has been unforgiving. You know, yeah, it has. Um, I mean, he died the same day that Michael Timneo died, too. I mean, it, wow. it's ridiculous. Yeah, so uh, Tom Hardy, though, he, he was, you know, of course, The Wicker Man is a very important film. It, 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 mm-hmm. what, if you take it as a horror film or not, it definitely is an interesting slice of 70s horror. And it has, like, the great, mm-hmm. beautiful cinematography. The music is really weird, and the casting is excellent. So if, even all, even if – and then content – is just over the top. And I was like, I got, you know, I'm so glad this movie exists and I'm, and, and I'm glad it's so easily available because for a long time it wasn't. And so yeah. rest in peace, Tom Hardy. Uh, I also want to mention uh, what we also mentioned that Star Wars celebrations in London on the 15th through the 17th. I just wanted to mention it because normally we would cover it because Aaron would be at the one in Anaheim. Uh, I think next <laughs> year it's in Orlando. Right? Florida, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's in Orlando yep. next year, so maybe I'll go. Uh and um so uh so if you're in London you should go to Star Wars celebration and I'm sure they're gonna have a shit ton of Rogue One stuff there. So uh go check it out. Um I also I have a little news. First of all, um I had a film drop happen. Woohoo! I don't get them very often because I just produce film or back films. Uh, but Jason Trost's <laughs> movie, All Superhero Must Die, The Last Superhero, dropped on YouTube for free. So you can watch it. Nice. It's got Sarah Trost's Sarah Tross costuming. I helped produce this film. So go see it on cool. YouTube. I'll post a link on my Facebook page. And don't forget, on the 17th, 
Sarah Trost costumes on Walter Goggins and Kenny, Danny McBride and Vice Principals on HBO. And they, you know, that's going to be the funniest show this summer, and they're going to look their best because Sarah Trost is they're a They're doing a panel at Comic-Con. Yes, they are doing a panel at Comic-Con, <laughs> absolutely. And if you can get into yeah. that panel, it's going to be the funniest panel outside of Archer, I guarantee I it. think you're right. So... Yep, absolutely. So go. Those are all important things. And then, and then, last but not least, ladies, gentlemen, we got to talk about Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's out. <laughs> it's coming out. Early reviews have been split, but some ones I really value, like Drew McQueenie on Hitflix, gave it a positive review. Are we going to go see it this weekend? I'm too busy um. this weekend. Well, we're all too busy. If we could go see it this weekend, would we? If I could. Yeah, I, I don't know. Considering the other things are in the theater, that might be like my fourth or fifth choice down, and that's only if I had free movie passes. Oh. I wouldn't pay. I, I would still like to see um, I would still like to see Tarzan in the theaters before it leaves. I mean, that I would like reasons. to see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I really want to get that in. Alexander Skarsgård, shirtless. Yes, Skarsgård is sexy. He's sexy, but I don't know. I can't always just rewatch True Blood, you know. (laughs) Okay. Oh, good. We have a call in. I'm going to tell him to stand by. I want to talk about scares that cares with us. So, uh, but uh, uh, anyway, I said standy by. But uh, yeah. So, but also. If you don't want to see Ghostbusters, I would also suggest there's two other things. First of all, I know that Aaron Marie doesn't like them, but I love Absolutely Fabulous. I've loved Absolutely Fabulous since the 90s. I've seen every single one. I think Jennifer Saunders is one of the best writers of her generation. She is one of the best poets of her generation. And, of course, Joanna Lumley is one of the funniest fucking women to ever grace the face of the earth. And the Abfab movie, which, by the way, got huge rave reviews, had the biggest opening in England. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Wow. Love Zab Zab. That's uh, awesome. It'll be, it'll be out here on July 22nd. So Woo-hoo. I'm definitely going to go see that. But if you want to see I, I think it's so bit, cute that you love Abfab. It's so cute. Oh, I love Wheels on Fire. Rolling down the road. I absolutely love Abfab. I, I, I love Abfab. Um, and then, okay, and then if you want to bring it back to more scary, sexy witches things, uh, remember how we did uh, last year, we did the walkthrough episode, and I talked about extreme haunts? Well, Blackout, the most famous and largest of the haunts, is actually going to have a documentary drop. They, it's called Ooh. The Blackout Experiments, and it drops theatrically and on VOD on the 22nd. So also, so Ooh. there's two absolute awesome things to see on the 22nd. And then, of course, Star Trek Beyond is the 20th and Ghostbusters is the 15th. So those would be the theatrical picks for the community calendar. But this is not uh, – that that's all I'm doing for community calendar today. So does anybody have any follow-up before I bring on the next person and we get our scares that cares on? Yeah, I'd like to say a little bit more about Slaughter and Syracuse, actually. Yes, please. Um, Go for it. Cool? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the short block that we had, it was arranged – it was arranged by JK because, like I was saying earlier, Slaughter and Syracuse, they want all of their movies to be, like, um, accompanied by the directors. So where the, 
where, you know, the rub lies in that is that if a director can't make it, they won't play the movie. So they had two movies to replace. And JK was like, you know, I'll get a short block together. And he put it together in like, I think two fucking days. And really, and, and this is because I realized I have to mention this. Izzy Lee Zinsmouth. I finally saw that with Tristan Rest. Um, cause you know, no one knew what the block, no one knew what the block was going to contain until we got there. And then when he's rattling them off, I'm like, Oh, sweet. Cause I really wanted to see that. And I got to see way more of Tristan than I thought I would see. And Izzy had a really, really different take on, on Lovecraft. And she's definitely growing as a director. She's a fabulous, fucking awesome, badass person and everything. And I wish her all the best. And, but for me, the, the big, the big strong thing, and, and I'm mentioning this because you guys can see it on YouTube, and, and um, Elizabeth should post it on Sexy Witches. It's um, a short called Zombie. It's about 19 minutes long. I think it was from around 2008, starring um, a gentleman named Bill Connington. And it's a little Jeffrey Dahmer-ish. And mm. it's a little, <laughs> yeah. And it's a little, it's just, there was there there was a theme throughout this Slaughter and Circus, and another wonderful thing that the Jay is great that. It's finding things like that, and it was there was a lot of you know fearing, and in general in horror right now, there's a whole lot of the fear of the person next door, the fear of the person right next to you, whether it's home invasion, um, something on the street, you know, like um, just the unknown psyche of others. It's it's becoming terrifying to to Americans. Like we just don't know yeah. if we can trust each other anymore. It's like we're all slowly fucking going crazy. You know, so this was an amazing, amazing short. So I'll have, um, I'll give Elizabeth the, the link to that so people can watch that. And something else? I don't know. There was awesome stuff, but everything was awesome. Well, everything was awesome. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. So everything is continuing to be awesome. The sexy witches are on a roll. Every one of us is press passes and now we got another one. And, and partly I have to thank the person who's come on the air for it because I believe, cause I uh, like on this panel and he invited me on this panel for scares that cares weekend. I've got the press passes because of that panel. So I'm pretty sure that's why I was awarded passes today. So I thank you nice. for that too. Indirectly. He helped me get him. So I want to bring this man in. He is his own dark discussions podcast. He also writes unnatural selections, a horror blog. And one of my favorite podcasts about Game of Thrones, You Know Nothing, John Crow podcast, and from the New England area, please welcome to the show, Michael Darwin. Hello, sir. You're on with the Sexy Witches. It's a great honor. Surprise guest. How you doing? Woo-hoo. I'm blushing. I, I don't deserve the praise. Aww. How are you? Nice Aww. to listen to you, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Good. Hello. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. I'm pinching, I'm pinching your pink little cheeks right now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I stay away from my family. <laughs> Fair enough. Got to, got to exactly, I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mr. Darwin here has been going to Scares That Cares as long as we have for the last three years. And so, Scares That Cares convention is in Williamsburg, Virginia. And uh, I'll try to remember to repost my interview with Joe Ripple from last year. In 2015, I'll probably just do it, like, randomly at some point. I'll let people know. But, uh, 
Scared the Care is a nonprofit organization. They help people with uh, folks that have cancer issues and burn victims and children with, Ill- with chronic illnesses. And we're in third year of media convention, so they've been holding this year. This year, Michael Darwin, my sir here, just uh, talked to Joe Ripple and got a panel approved. And, sir, would you talk about our panel for Scares That Cares this weekend? Sure. Um, this is something I've been wanting to do. For a while, I just couldn't figure out a, a topic, and then um, it saw in the news that 2016 is the 200th anniversary of the publication of Frankenstein, and so a light went off in my brain, mm-hmm. uh, my Abby Normal brain, and yeah. and I, pro- and I pro- proposed that to Joe that we do a um, sort of a Frankenstein celebration uh, for the 200th anniversary, in which we would uh, discuss the the book, the you know film adaptations, um, its general influence. Um, and whatever else happens to cross our minds. Great. So um, it, um, 200 years ago in the summer that never was, which I will talk about more in detail at the panel, um, per- Percy Shelley and his lover, Mary, I always let her last name, Wolfenstein, Wolfenkraftenstein, or, or real, her maiden name is very long. Wolfenkraft. I have to work. Wolfenkraft. Yeah, Wolfenkraft. Thank you, sir. That's why you're on the show. Sure. Um, go to uh, go and spend time with the self, uh, he's Lord Byron, who's absolutely batshit insane, by the way. And <laughs> she ends up writing Mary, Mary. She ends up writing Frankenstein during this visit, and it gets published in uh, in eighteen uh, uh, was eighteen eighteen. So uh, it's actually kind of an amazing story. I'll give more details later because. But um, we're going to do this panel. But we're also, this panel, if you show up, because we are the first panel of Saturday morning. We are in the auditorium at 11 a.m., ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, get up, get your coffee, come see us. (laughs) Right after (laughs) us is the Wishmaster panel, isn't it? Yeah, so I'm expecting us to get a surge of people coming in right before we end, because they're all be coming in for the Wishmaster panel. Um, Unfortunately, we don't have anybody... So unfortunately, we don't have anyone who's been involved in some sort of Frankenstein film or other project. It's you and uh, myself and hopefully authors Patrick Lacey and Phil Perrone will be there. Um, but no well, big celebrity we're, we're, guests to draw the audience. No, but we're a podcasting panel, you know. That's actually, you know, and Joe is always very open to podcasting panels. And, uh, and because we don't have guests, there will be prizes. So, you know, come to our panel. You get free shit. So um, I know that I've donated a couple items, including something I bought from Blob Fest. And, uh, which, you're uh, going to love. which, by the way, I got a discount on after I told her I was donating it to the giveaway for the Scares That Cares weekend. So I thought that was very sweet of her. So nice. um, I still I still gave her more money than she was asking. I was like, I'll give you five bucks above cost because she was just going to give me cost <laughs> for it. I'm like, no, 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 no. You got to eat. <laughs> you know, yeah. I know, you know, painters, you know, they got to eat. So anyway, but anyway, so I have this, this painting and another pop doll. And you have a bunch of stuff as well. And my sir, Michael Dowen, you also have a vendor's table, do you not? Yeah, we're going to be promoting a podcast. I've been, like you said, I've been going to Scares of Care every year since its first year. I mean, it's only three years, not exactly a record, but it's my plan to go. Um, my real life, I'm a school teacher, and I teach summer school. That doesn't leave me a whole lot of space in my calendar to go on trips to different places. And so basically this is my vacation a year, 
is I pick one con to go, and this is the one I've, I've chosen because I don't really want to go to something like San Diego Comic-Con, which I'm sure has its awesome features, um, but I don't like the idea of being treated like a sardine. Mm-hmm. And I like small cons where you have a chance to mingle with the guests and other people, and you actually get to know faces, and it just fits my personality well. And the fact that <clears throat> you know you get to go have fun and help a charity, it's sort of like being able to uh, eat brownies and lose weight. You know, it's just um, <laughs> so it, it's it's good. And I'm I'm a really a big fan of Joe. He's uh, one of the first people I ever interviewed for the podcast. Uh, so. I just want to give back in some way and help contribute to the festive atmosphere. And so I spent way too much money on stuff to give away uh, at the panel. And so I'll probably spend like the last 15 minutes giving away these uh, seven or eight packages of prizes. Um, and I hope people enjoy them. They'll point is make it a fun experience for everyone. So they come back next year. Yeah. So please come and do trivia. We're going to, it's all going to be Frankenstein related and films, books, literature, uh, music, whatever. There's a lot of Frankenstein. There's over 240 remakes of Frankenstein out there. That's not counting books. That's just movies. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's a lot, and, and, of, lot of Frankenstein. And there's so much influence from it. Uh, one of the things I, I don't know, should I tell you, I actually am thinking about cosplaying for our uh, panel I uh, have a $13 Herbert West costume I sometimes bust out. And I thought it would be appropriate because he's a mad scientist. He's the updated version of Victor Frankenstein. So Yeah, uh, yeah Frankenstein is pretty much Baron Frankenstein. Um, or Victor Frankenstein is pretty much the archetype for the mad scientist, um, which carries through and filters into so many facets of geek culture and science fiction fantasy, uh, sorry, science fiction and, and horror. Um, Frankenhooker. Yeah, Frankenhooker. I mean, yeah. that's even a very direct one. I mean, you can get more tangential ones like, um, mm-hmm. um, I, well, in comic books, most of our supervillains, right? Doctor Doom. Um, yeah. Or you yeah. know, those those are our mad scientist types. Or <clears throat> you look at a films that are not obviously Frankenstein, but I'm thinking of um, uh, it was a Vincent Natale splice that came out a few years ago, um, which was about people making Making a monster, but it's not. It's a I, Frankenstein I like story Splice. without Frankenstein. Oh, I love Splice that film. A lot of funny. people hate yeah, it. Yeah, well, it, it does get over the top at one point. But isn't that the same director who did Cube? Is that right? Absolutely. I think it's the same director. And Cube is yeah. brilliant. I love Cube. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so one. I thought it was actually pretty good body of horror work. Actually, <laughs> those two films alone, you know. So. And, and you know, like I don't remember the exact title. He's going to be the chief director or executive director of the new Star Trek series. Oh, really? Right, right. That's by, by right. Brian Singer. So I thought that was Sweet. awesome. Yeah. That is and that's sweet. also oh, going to have a panel at, at Comic-Con. You know, Universal just announced that uh, they've got uh, a Frankenstein in in the works right now, and they, they tagged. I don't know. If, yeah, but I don't – Universal has the rights because it's Universal Horror. Yeah, But exactly. uh, I think I think they're, they, they announced that – Javier Bardem is in talks to play the creature. Yes, he yes, is. I did see that. I did see that, and it's actually I remember Darwin, you, uh, Michael, you saw also said something. Are is it the creature or is it Victor Frankenstein? And the answer is it's supposed to be the creature. He's supposed to play okay. uh, monster. So that's the actual mm-hmm. answer. Which I actually could see, like like the hammer makeup 
from the you know from that version of Frankenstein on on KBR Bardem, and I think it would work. It actually could totally work. So we'll have to see. I'll be curious. They're trying to get more. They're they're trying to get more like you know um, loyal to the novel at this point. Or and so I'm actually just sad that Guillermo del Toro probably will never do his version of Frankenstein, which I read about many years ago. He's he's it's like one of his like love projects that he would always want to do. And he wanted to um, cast, of course, um, Dougie Jones as the monster. And he wanted to do like the like just like in the in the book, the long scraggly hair, the yellow eyes. And to him, it's all about Bernie Wrightson's illustration. Ooh, yeah, God. and, and he wanted to match it. Yeah, I know. When it came out a few years ago, I and on hardcover, I fucking snagged that up. And Guillermo oh. always wanted to do it exactly like Bernie. Wrightson, and I, I'm just so sad because once I heard that, I'm like that. I just I was like that's what I want to see. They got kind of kind of close to that in Penny Dreadful. It was cool, but I was disappointed with the ending. But so I digress for you. Yeah, I, I want to point out the uh, we will be giving away <laughs> a copy of the Bernie Wrightson book at the Scares of Care panel. Um, oh, nice. I want to make sure that I want to make sure that was that yeah. was uh, in there as a comic nerd. Yeah. But what I think is nice. all these versions of Frankenstein that we have 200 and how many did you say 220. About 240, mm. yeah, I think something 240. like that. Yeah. Nobody's ever come up with something better than Jack Pierce's original makeup. And it's yeah. certainly nothing more icon- as iconic. And, it's, it's, and everyone tries, and no one's really quite nailed it. No, they really haven't. I've never seen one that like really sticks out. The Hammer version, maybe, but honestly, I think they're I know. the the. The mummy and in, in is the hammer version of the mummy is actually much more terrifying and scary than than I don't know. I version, kind of like so. I kind of like the one that had Helena Bonham Carter in it, and it had the, the guy with the big name. And I'm just so tired right now. De Niro. Um, what the Robert? De, the yeah, De Niro. right. I like yeah. That. yeah. And because yeah. there's just right. theaters. You that's haven't seen it in a while. Definitely the creature. That that definitely made it, him. Yeah, more, but that's yeah. Yeah, it did, and I loved how everything was all about this, in, this like you know, um, the fluid, the you know, from from the womb. There's so much like it's. It was just great. It was like he was born from a womb. It's fantastic. Yeah. So um, there's more at scares the cares in our panel though, and Aaron Marie, uh, you know, do you is there anything on the vendors floor people you want to meet um, that you're gonna go look at on the media floor while we're there? I don't know. I mean, of course, um, I'm really excited that they're having the Hills Have Eyes reunion, even if Dee Wallace isn't available. Um, And I guess there's several vendors that I like seeing every year, especially the gothic jewelry. Every year I'm convinced Mm -hmm. I need some more gothic jewelry, and I never buy any, and I really do. (laughs) I Uh, need to. It's what a girl wants. It's what a ghoul wants. Exactly. One of my favorite, <laughs> my two of my favorite T-shirt vendors will be right next to the dark, dark oh, discussion. Oh, that's right. Uh, Pizza, Pizza Party Printing. Pizza Party Printing is coming, which is a local one around here, and um, Atomic Cotton, which is also one of the few awesome. that has Chris Garofalo's um, print of uh, Event Horizon, which is one of my favorite prints. He says the only I way you can still get it is yeah. Event Horizon. I love it. Yeah, so I just watched that the other day for the first time, believe it or not. Nice. I I I love Sam Neill. I was so completely obsessed with Sam Neill. 
I know, I love Samia. Has everyone seen um, the Snow the the Snow White movie that had Sigourney Weaver and Sam Neill in it? Have you guys seen yes. it? Yes. A long, a long time, time ago. So happy. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people have not seen this. I think it was, what, 96 or something? It was a fabulous it was dark fantasy. It was. It was I awesome. really liked it. Fantastic dark Because there aren't a lot of darker fantasy movies. So that one was fabulous. Yeah, Sam Neill, he's just got a thing. I just bought a VHS. Uh, um, I got a CD here. I got it for my husband for Christmas. I got him um, on VHS. Uh Oh God! Uh, Deadpool, <laughs> mouth of mad, mouth of madness. Ooh, in the, the mouth of madness. madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. I thought that was a good one for VHS. Yeah. So it's getting got in his stocking. Speaking of VHS, <laughs> I almost forgot we have a contest winner, guys. I forgot to yeah. tell you we have a contest. Yeah, uh, Bonnie <laughs> had someone come up to her at Slaughter in Syracuse, Mr. Mark Alexander of North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I'm going to mail him a copy of Friday the 13th on VHS. And if you're as scared as cares and you bump into my, you can still win. There's, we have seven more copies to give away. So if you come up to us as scared as cares and go, why, hello, sexy witch, either to myself or to uh, Aaron Marie, we will give you a copy of Friday the 13th on VHS. So, uh, you know, so, and, uh, you know, so anyway, I wanted to make sure I put that in. Uh, so I forgot. So yeah, thank you. Can't forget a contest winners. You know, oh my god. So we get that in. Also, I wanted to mention, and this is one of the things I love about Scares That Cares, uh, is that they also have a lot of. They love makeup artists, and they have a makeup contest like a lot of the great cons do. Uh, this year, though, they have two master classes. They're an additional fee. Uh, R.J. Hattie and Roy Woolley of Face Off. Uh, they have been on been on Scares and Cares before. And Roy Woolley, as you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of him. Uh, he works at Netherworld Haunted House with our own friend, son of Tyler himself, Nathan Hamilton, who comes on the show on a regular basis. So, um, and Roy is such a sweet guy. They're both doing special classes. Roy's doing a prosthetics class. And I'm sure he'll tell you how to make uh, zombies because he's really, really fucking good at zombies. Oh, my God. And R.G. Hattie is um, going to do a uh, – or actually, I'm reversing it. Sorry. R.G. Hattie is doing the prosthetics. He's also really good at prosthetics. And Roy Woolley is doing how to do makeup with household uh, products, so stuff in your kitchen. Uh, so I, I want to do both those classes. So I might actually join those classes because that sounds really, really fun. So, and um, Mike, is there anything you're looking forward to besides our panel? You must have a couple things you want to attend or, oh, or, or, well, or authors you want to talk to. Well, first of all, in terms of, I want to say, in terms of guests, I'm really looking forward to uh, Michael Berryman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. And it was so fun. I was watching, um, showing my students um, a video on, on genetic disorders and up pops Michael Berryman to talk about his condition, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, you know, and, cool. like, and I had to stop it. I had to explain to them, no, oh, this guy, he's an actor. He's like, but um, <laughs> it's, so I'm looking forward to him, and I'm looking forward to uh, uh, the guys from the X-Files, Mitch Pelleggi, and... Um, I love Mitch. And I'm, I'm blanking on his name, Cigarette-Smoking Man. Oh, yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's, he's awesome. awesome. He's the sweetest and, man, my, which is so funny. And I'm, Mitch Pelleggi and, and William D. Davis, for, right? There you yeah. go. Davis, right? And I've got yeah. my ticket for the professional uh, picture with both of them. 
So, so those are my guests that I'm most looking forward to. Um, I'm looking forward to getting Kane Hodder to sign another copy of the uh, Jason I Love New York poster from Friday the 13th Point Part 8, because the last time I got him to sign it, I lost it somewhere at the convention. Um, oh, so we'll do it again. Um, so Fortune was able to get another, uh, which is an original poster. It's not a replica. Um, and uh, I, I want to say in terms of uh, vendors, there's always people to meet and go see the authors and other filmmakers. You don't necessarily have to buy something, but at least talk to them and express some interest. Uh, although if you can support them, it'd be great. But I always want to point out um, someone who was there at the first year and was, had, was a big success was Jesse Horanox, uh, who makes the crocheted horror dolls. We love her. I buy a doll from her every year. My daughter buys a doll from her every year. So we love Jessie. She's even given away a doll for the madness during our uh, doll and automatons theme. So we love Jessie cool. Susan Hall and that. She's great. She's, so. she's also going to be giving us her first ever Frankenstein doll for the panel. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So that, so that makes we, me excited. And, and, and I'm hoping she decides to make more so I could get one. Um, and then, <laughs> And then I'm always, I always look forward to the costume competition. I know every convention does it, and I, I don't know if this is any better or worse than any other convention, but it's hosted by uh, Count Gore Duvall, and he's terrific. He's especially Yay. really good at working with the little kids. And mm-hmm. uh, some, of, some people on the podcast may have some children entering. I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have yeah, them both here. But there's our, our kids, Robert. Robert <laughs> Robert Tung has blown away the you know the competition the last two years, and there's been some really good competition. And then he comes out at the end, and everyone's just like, "Here you go." Actually, I so will say, Bears at Care's costume contest is pretty serious. I've been to a lot of these, and the only one I would say that was comparable in competition was Days of the Dead uh, and uh, Atlanta. Their competition. Oh was hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Yeah, hardcore. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I also wanted to mention, and this is the geek in me, but I have to mention two of my favorite villains of all time. Even though they're not horror, they're going to be there. William Zadka and Martin Cove of Karate Kid, uh, which is Johnny (laughs) and Priest. And I've I've written a a screenplay called Karate Kid Massacre, so I love everything about Karate Kid. I know that movie backwards and forwards. I turned it into from a romance uh, sports film into a slasher movie with kung fu art. Yeah, so it's it's such a great screenplay, and I'm not saying that because I wrote it. It's it's like it wrote itself almost, uh, you know. So I'm actually really – I don't get photo ops. I don't like photo ops. They waste time. They take away from the rest of the con. I rare, I've only mm-hmm. gotten one once, and that was Elvira in costume. Elvira. Because it's Elvira mm-hmm. in costume. Uh, but I might break down and get theirs. <laughs> I love them guys so much. You're the best. I love them more. Oh, I love them more. Since she gets into a dojo. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, 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 it's so cool. So I'm definitely, um, there's also going to be a, a, a burlesque performer, the Baroness, which is out of Richmond. And there's a lot of burlesque performers out of Richmond right now, Richmond, Virginia. Um, we're going to have a few of them on the show in, in September. I can't wait for that. Queenie, that shows for you too. Yes. I can't wait for that show. The nerdlesque oh, episode where we do a burlesque is coming, which is the officially approved Georgia R. R. Martin game of touring company. 
And nice. uh, they also do uh, a naked chicks reading, which in D.C., which is like uh, literally Love what it. they do, the naked chicks like, reading. What's, <laughs> what's the title like, of the Game of Thrones one? As long as they have to adjust their legs every now and then while they're sitting, I'm cool with it. Burlesque <laughs> is coming. That's what it's called. So, and, and we're not um, doing freezing anymore. Seriously? Uh, yeah. They do all sorts of shit, man. They, what, the one that I want to see them do is they do a Buffy, uh, the Vampire Slayer. They do a Weedenverse uh, right. special show uh, like once a year. And, uh, and they have this whole thing, the whole elaborate story where they weave it that eventually Buffy and Giles hook up. And that's who you get to see make out on stage. So, that's wrong. With her yeah. daddy issues and shit, that's wrong. Yeah. It's just so wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't see it. That's, that's more wrong yeah. than Spike. That's more wrong than Spike. That's just dirty wrong. Giles <laughs> <laughs> or so, Spike? So, Where are you getting that from? Spike was fantastic. Yeah, but Giles so, and Spike? I just I no, don't no, think no, that's supported Spike. by the material. I love Spike. What's that? No, but with Giles, oh. I, I just don't see shipping Giles and Spike. I'm sorry. That's not supported by the material. Oh wait, I'm, I'm lost. Awesome. Them they're shipping. They're shipping Giles and Spike. Wow, we're trying to out near each That's other what now. You just said. Oh, did I? I meant Buffy and Spike. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I meant Buffy and Spike, which I, I love, I but it's wrong. What you meant. I apologize. I had, I had a bit of a aphasia for a second there. I thought I was saying one thing, but I clearly said <laughs> Although the episode to Bula Rasa and Guardians yeah. and Sticks, where uh, where Spike thought he was Giles' son, was freaking yes, hysterical. Yes, that was oh fucking wicked. That was Tabula oh, well, Rasa or something like this. Yeah, All right, and so far on that note, awesome. we are so out of time. So I'm going to skip Michael Darwin. Woo! I want to thank him for his last-minute call and calling about Scared to Cares. Once again, what time is our uh, – our uh, what, what are the dates of the Scared to Cares, and what's the day, time of our it's panel it, on Saturday? Our the, the official dates of the, the convention are the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, which is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, though there is um, a special screening of Jaws on Thursday night, which is the 21st. Yep. Uh, at the swimming at the pool, pool, if you want to come see that. At the pool, um, <laughs> yes. On Saturday at 12, uh, sorry, at 11 a.m., we'll be doing in the main auditorium, the Frankenstein panel. I also want to point out uh, that Dark Discussions will be doing a raffle uh, at, I think, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday of an original Howling poster for anyone who's interested uh, to raise right money for Scares the Care. That was donated to us by Michelle Barkley, one of our listeners, uh, and we greatly appreciate no, that. And uh, and then all sorts of stuff that night. There's a 5K on Friday night that uh, that I will be doing, and I'm in no way, shape, or form in shape to do it, so that'll be fun. Um, <laughs> again, we, we've raised a little bit of money for the convention there. So please come out. Uh, then, we look forward to meeting you. Say hello. We're not really selling much except for doing little things to help raise some money, so it's just a matter of saying hello and, and finding out about the podcast. Visit all the guests, visit all the vendors. You'll never uh, be disappointed in some of the people you'll find that you maybe didn't even know existed before you walked in there and turns out to be someone who's just really got some fascinating backstories and information. So uh, and, give a shot. And the best afterlife of any – it's the best, most friendly, wonderful afterlife of any convention, and that's saying a lot because I've been to a lot of these now. So 
the after hours is wonderful too if there's no alarms going off. So thank oh, and, you, Michael and Darwin. Bring, 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 bring bills to stuff the bra. You got to remember, bring bills to stuff the bra. Oh yeah, bring bills to stuff Joe Ripple's bra too. And I want to thank Queenie. Thank you for listening in on our show today. And this is you no know, get ready for your anime show next month. And I want to thank Bonnie for being on the show, and Aaron for being on the show, and Aaron Marie for being on the show, and of course our get uh, other caller Dean Ray for being on. The show talk about the gathering i also want to take cyanide rush again and uh it's been a wonderful wonderful show fandom as best thank you we're going to leave with that mr faces song hollow featuring fita uh, featuring fita that's a funny thing to say thank you all sexy witches you're welcome thank you thank you thank you no 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 Saying no, no, no. Thank you, thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, and and um, <laughs> good film hunting and blessed be. See you at uh, Scares at Cares weekend.